Yeah. Check it out. See, the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head. Boy, it's July 8th, and it's episode 177, and this is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast is the official podcast of the FantasyFootballAuction.com, the only website dedicated to all fantasy football auctions. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us there too. We are at Fantasy Auction. We got a great show for you tonight. Uh, tonight, we're going to really just go through some listener questions and see where that takes us. Uh, we've got quite a few of them tonight, and we tend to get on tangents. So that's what uh, tonight's episode is going to be all about, listener questions. But of course, while there's only one analyst here, he's recovering from a cold and uh, crushing some premium podcasts. Slim, uh, you still got the sniffles over there? Will the real Slim Sadie please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Sadie please stand up? We're going to have a problem here. Uh, a little bit of the sniffles. Um, a lot of, a lot of phlegm and... Dry coffee. Um, yes, it's been lovely. Actually, it's been in our whole house. So, uh, awesome. Lots of tissues going, <laughs> being used with between the kids and the grown ups here. So, yep. As I, as I listened to the four premium podcasts, you could hear it getting progressively worse over each episode. <laughs> like you can, you can just like the first episode, eh, not really. I mean, I think you had a, a cough or something. Okay. No big deal. And then by the end you're like, okay, I'm sorry for, so it was good. Yeah. Hey, um, premium cod, uh, podcasts were awesome too, by the way, if anyone hasn't uh, subscribed to the website yet on the website, now we have, uh, the auctioneer level membership that gets you all the articles and everything that Blister's been doing so far, the division breakdowns that he's done for the AFC. Slim just crushed out four of his division breakdowns for the NFC, and they're all as premium podcasts, so you can just download them and listen to them on your le- uh, on your leisure, at your leisure, at your leisure. And uh, with more pods coming, coming in that uh, premium part of the website as well. So you can also, if you want, if, I mean, if we have three different levels, you can just get the spreadsheets with the tiers and the auction values and our value indicators and those things, uh, or you can jump up and get the podcast and the spreadsheets, or you can go for the full meal deal, all levels and be an auctioneer. And that's a 1495 uh, hit for you, but it's all auction content. Uh, Slim, just so you know, when I was at uh, Barnes and Noble on the weekend, when I was watching Toronto FC and Minnesota United play a little soccer game for my son's birthday. I checked out mm, 10 different fantasy mags, I think. Uh, yeah, I think uh, just like leafing through, you know, and I think I saw a couple of pages of actual, not necessarily strategy, but maybe going over the mock draft that they did. So if you're going to buy a magazine for 10 bucks anyways, you might as well uh, – um buy the membership to the website if you're doing auctions because it's all auction. It's more than just the one-page summary. Anyways, that's my sales pitch for that song. But the premium podcasts were good, real good. Yeah, thanks. I don't know. I just uh, – I would rather talk than than write. So um, if anyone's got ideas of things they want to talk about or hear about, uh, just hit me up on Twitter. That's Slim for MVP. And 
I'll try and put some stuff together. I know a couple people asked about uh, some deep sleeper stuff and which definitely we'll get into uh, as the summer progresses here. So, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm uh, just answering a, uh, a member's email as we speak right now. Get it going after the show. Um, so Tyler uh, is a longtime subscriber to the website, having a little bit of trouble logging in. Slim, I'll get him uh, get him all dialed in. Anyways, uh, yeah, I know the the premium podcast. We're good. I'm excited for more to go. If we can just teach Mr. Blister how to uh, do that himself too, then um, whenever he feels like cranking something out, he can just crank it out too. I like that that part of it. Yes. All right. So, um, Mr. Blister, speaking of him, he's uh, still on the family road trip out to British Columbia. So he's out that way. He sent a funny gif, uh, saying hi earlier. Slim. I don't know what. The, yeah. It's kind of yeah, creepy. It actually was kind of creepy. So Blister, if you're listening, uh, that was creepy. Anyways, we'll just leave <laughs> it at that. <laughs> All right. So, um, well, let's, let's just get uh, moving into some listener questions here, Slim. So if you guys are ready, then I'm ready. Let's cock the hammer. It's time for action. All right. So, uh, like I said tonight, we're just going to answer some listener questions before we get in there. Slim, we've been working on a brand new idea. I thought it might be worth uh, talking to the listeners about. This is the mock auction draft contest. So the idea behind it is this, like we pride ourselves on having the most accurate auction values out there. They're not just formulated. They're actually tabulated from collecting data in um, mock drafts. So the boys have been doing a lot of different mock drafts and they continue to do them all summer. But the more mocks we have, the more accurate we can have, we can have our AAVs, our average auction values. So this uh, slim in the technology world, I think, is known as crowdsourcing, yes, where we right. use a little bit of everybody to pull in lots of data. Like it's, you know, if you gave, if a hundred people gave me a dollar, I got a hundred dollars. So it's that same idea. If everybody sends in their mock auction values, we can throw them together with what uh, we're doing and put them on the website to have the most accurate uh, mock auction results. Correct. So, so slim. Here's the idea. Um, let's say you do like an ESPN mock auction, right? So you do your auction at the end of the auction. They send you the results via email. Take that email, forward it over to us. We've created a brand new uh, Gmail account just for this. It's auction mock draft, pretty easy, at Gmail. Send that over and uh, we'll enter you in for a draw for a free premium subscription to the auctioneer level uh, membership on the website. So Every time you send us a mock draft, we'll put your name in the hat. Every time you send us a mock draft, we'll put your name in the hat. So the more you send, the more entries you've got. And that's mock auction, sorry, auction mock draft at gmail.com. In the subject, if you could just put like a 12 team PPR. So we kind of have an idea of what the rule settings might have been. Um, you know, if it's uh, something funky where there's like five wide receivers, put that in there too so that we can at least adjust those things as we put them in. Does that uh, make sense, Slim? No, I love it. Um, and, you know, even if it's like an actual draft, if you're doing a real draft, you have the results. Forward them to this email account. Like I said, it we it may be nice to have a whole uh, stuff from a whole variety of platforms, whether it's ESPN, Yahoo, My Fantasy League, whatever it might be, 
uh, data force. Um, but yeah, I, you said we try and have really accurate values based on what is actually happening in drafts, not by some algorithm that just spits. Right. So this to me is like the exact way that we can make them as accurate as possible by getting actual draft data from different platforms um, and kind of condensing it all into one spot. So I think it would be awesome and appreciate all the help with it. There you go. So every night on the, just before the podcast, we'll draw a name and we'll announce the winner on the pod and we'll also fire you an email because you emailed us the results. So we can do it that way as well. And we'll send you a little uh, promo code to get yourself uh, a free subscription to the web, to the website. So Perfect. that's auction mock draft at gmail.com. Send us your auction results. Okay. Slim. That's enough plugs. We gave a plug for premium podcast. We gave a plug for the, for the mock auction draft contest, the weekly contest. So let's just get into it. So let's take a look at some of these Twitter questions. So this segment we call, we just got a letter. 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 Wonder who it's from. Well, we didn't get a letter. We got a uh, few tweets here, some Twitter questions. And actually I know, um, Tyler, who I was just talking to earlier tonight, who is having a tough time for some reason getting in on the website, um, has a long Twitter question or long question he wants to ask us, but doesn't want to put it on Twitter because all of his teammates follow uh, or, yeah. or his league mates. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. So, so uh, you can do that to football auctioneer at gmail.com. Send us those emails and uh, we, we can answer them if they're in long form or if they're in secrecy. So anyways, the first question here, Slim, is uh, from at Millman B. His question is this, and this should be a short one. Is it worth spending two bucks on a kicker in a $200 cap auction? No. I don't know. All right, next question. Oh, sorry. You know my thoughts on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the facepalm gif right here. Like, uh, <laughs> first of all, you shouldn't even have kickers in your draft, but if your league is that stubborn and just – for some reason clings to the idea that that they are integral to fantasy success of any kind, then no, um, don't spend more than a dollar on a kicker ever. Well, and here's what's funny. I think if I can't imagine a league where they're like, yeah, you know what? Let's do an auction league. Let's be, you know, cutting edge. Let's uh, um, do something new. We you know the let's do the best form of drafting that's out there then be afraid to drop a kicker out of their roster spot. You know what I mean? Like if they're pretty progressive league already, if they're doing auctions, so just make yeah. the next move. In I fact, agree. just drop the kicker, throw it in as a super flex, call it a day. I agree. When in doubt, add more flex, right? There you go. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So anyways, uh, that's the first question. Again, you can tweet us your questions at fantasy auction. So the second one here is from at Jeremy J. 1515. It's a two-parter. Here's some, or maybe a three-parter. Let's take a look at it. Uh, first part here is, um, what's the easiest position to get value in your auction? Or which position do you target early since you can get that value later? Um, I, I usually find the easiest position, at least I think on paper, it always looks like it is wide receiver. Um, probably just because of how 
receivers are used in the NFL now. Like there is yeah. less of the quote unquote like elite, I guess, options. Um, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got more guys that are being used equally, like in terms of target shares and volume and targets in general, all that kind of stuff. There's just more guys spread out across that, that area. So yeah, after you get your Antonio Browns and Hopkins and sting, things like that, it kind of just becomes more wide open and, because there's so many talented guys, there are guys used um, a fair amount. Then there's just going to be value because there's 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 so many of them. Um, right. So I don't know. For me, I always try and go really cheap for sure. Like at wide receiver three, um, if you start, I'm assuming you're going to start three in a lot of leagues. If whether it's a Three wide receivers or as a flex. Yeah. So I usually try and go really cheap there. Uh, and then obviously with my bench. And I think this year I, I was thinking about the ways I've drafted the last couple of years and what I've kind of learned. And I think the biggest thing I'm going to take into my drafts this year is to stop over analyzing. Like <laughs> it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be complicated. Right. Like I think what happens sometimes for me anyway, as I I'm crunching numbers and I've got budgets and looking at values and rankings and all this stuff. And I mean, really it doesn't have to be that, that hard. Uh, take a really good running back and then kind of just go from there. There's good players at every tier. Like it, I don't know. I don't, I feel like sometimes I get way too, uh, I don't know. Not, not to say complicated. Well, maybe. Like I end up with guys when I draft. Oh, wow, he was just so cheap. I had to take him. And then I ended up with Demarco Murray on right. my team that I never ever wanted, and he sucks anyways. And right. it probably turns out, yeah, he was cheap, but with his production that he gave me this year, I probably still overpaid for him. So right. I don't know. Um, I think it's just go in there. To list the guys that you like at various tiers and then just go get the guys that you actually like and don't worry about trying to mess around and play games and trick somebody else maybe or something like that. Just just get your team. So I don't know. Kind of went off on a tangent there. No, no, that's okay. And I think you brought it back to where I was going to go with it too was this idea of uh, of tiering. I think it's it's important if you're going to try to find the values that you need to create your own tiers I mean, use a hundred different resources if you want, but create your own tiers so that when you're in the draft, that's where you're going to find the value. It's the, the tier because, you know, there's guys within the tier that become valuable, not necessarily a guy that becomes valuable. So know who you like, know um, where you rank them, know how you group them. And then that way, that's how you're going to find it. So if it's in the wide receiver, you're going to find it there. I mean, this year it could be in a running, in running backs. You might still love, uh, um, Marshawn Lynch and you think he's going to be the big workhorse. That's the type of tier you're going to find a ton. You might be able to find a ton of value in. So, um, I think the tiers become important there, Slim, not so yeah. much as the individual position. Does that make sense? Oops. Oh, totally. And you're right. Like tiering is like to me the most important thing you can do. Like s- screw ranking your guys. Like let's just be honest. None of us. If you look back at our rankings, our rankings are going to be cut to shreds um, yeah. because they're wrong. 
we're yeah. going to be wrong so often. So put just put players into groups based on how you project whatever something, whether it's their fantasy points or the touches they're going to get, however you think it's going to be helpful. But like once you group them, like just exactly like you said, you can start seeing certain tiers that are going to be values or players in that tier that are probably going to be a value. And I think a tiering system really allows you to, to start to predict moves in a draft before they actually happen. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of see things happening before that player is even on the clock yet. And that's important to me too. I want to be uh, able to read everything that's going on before everybody else, if I can. So that's to me how I get an, could get an advantage. So two things there, Slim. One, um, coming up over the summer, we'll have an updated version of the Auction U article with current values and current systems. But that idea of the U, we've talked about this several times before. Guys early in the tier tend to go maybe for a little bit more. Guys at the back end of that tier for scarcity go, oh, geez, like uh, I got to get my hands on this guy. And people are willing to pay a little bit more for guys at the back end of the tier. Is that sweet spot in the middle. So, so just like you said, you can if you have your stuff tiered and you're tracking the values as the players come off the board, then you can you, you can have that mindset and you can be ready for it when it comes, right? And so yeah. – that's the thing about the auction is that maybe three guys in this tier go off in the first 20 minutes and then two and a half hours later, that's when the value comes, right? So it's oh, not about totally. the early, it's not about the early values or any of those types of things. It's about that, right? Being, being aware all the time. Yeah. I mean, like you said, values I find don't necessarily happen in the first couple rounds. Everyone has a full bankroll. Everybody's excited to be there. Everybody wants to go get their favorite player. And, you know, Todd Gurley isn't going to go for much cheaper than what you're expecting him to go for. Like, it's just not going to happen there. It's those RB2s, those wide receiver twos. Can you mine a little bit of value there? Um, I personally find it easier to go wider at the wide receiver position. But, I mean... It's totally doable with running backs too. So again, I don't know if like, I just feel more comfortable with receivers, but I don't know. I, it's like I said, it's totally doable for running backs though too. Well, and even receivers, just the sheer number of them that are startable, right? Like, I mean, it's not a quarterback where there's just 12. It's, uh, there's a, there's a crap load, right? So that's uh, one big part of it. So the other thing I was going to say, Slim, too, just when we're talking about the tiers, that's something again, shameless plug. But if you get a membership to the website, uh, our, each of us, we, we post our tiers. And I mean, like, I actually post my cheat sheet that I bring into the live draft. It's, you know, whenever we get into our draft season towards the end of August, I've got that done and ready to go. It's sitting on the website. When you click it, it's the latest and greatest that I'm working on. It's color coded. It's a spreadsheet. You press print one pager. Well, actually two pages because what I do. Hey, so am I, I'm the big technology guy, but when I go into the draft, I, my phone's away. I don't have an iPad or a computer. I just trust my, um, trust my tears because that's what I put the work into. And then I just, Put them, put them in a file folder, and I sit there and that I have a scrap piece of paper on the side, and I'm a done deal. So that those are all 
available to you too on the membership. And that's the thing too, right? As the summer goes, as more mocks happen, as we get into more drafts, we're adding more and more and more to the website too. So you come on and buy a membership now and you're like, hey, there's not a whole lot here, which there is quite a bit if you're actually looking for, especially in the niche of auction. But as the summer goes on, more and more and more become available. So, and if you want something, don't be afraid to ask us. We'll we'll get it uh, put together for you. So anyways, another shameless plug. <laughs> Sorry. But anyways, okay. So the second part of uh, Jeremy J1515's question slim is how do you like your team with nobody over 30 to $35? So I was going to just pull up the ranks here and. Yeah. I kind of took a look. I've, I haven't taken that approach in any mock or anything. So it's kind of, but I, I just looking at the, at the values of players, I think you can get a very good team still. Um, you know, you might end up with Jarek McKinnon and Devontae Freeman as your starting running backs and, you know, a wide receiver core of, you know, Adam Thielen, Tyreek Hill and Larry Fitzgerald or something like that. Yeah. Those, that's a pretty good starting lineup still. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's nothing wrong with doing it that way. I mean, I personally, I would rather have some solid starters and a thin bench than some questionable starters and a deep bench. So like, I wouldn't get carried away by doing that. And yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that by spending 30 bucks on every position, you'll get questionable starters, but you're going to get guys that probably have maybe a little more question marks, whether it's usage or something like that, than the more reliable top and very expensive guys. Um, and that's okay too. I mean, if you do your research and end up with a good bench, then you can still do some mm-hmm. things. I just don't like allocating a huge chunk of my budget to the bench because, I mean, I I trusted my ability to play the waiver wire a little bit, so I should be able to to boost my bench throughout the season using fab money. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that you can very easily make a pretty pretty good team. Yeah, that has a, has a very sure. good shot. And that's the beauty of auction. There is no one way to do this. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's no not, auto pick. Yeah. Well, it's not like a snake where, you know, if you didn't, you miss on a first round pick, you don't get three picks in the fourth round to, you know what I mean? Like in an auction, if you choose not to take any of those guys that would be going in rounds one or two or three of a snake draft, like you can theoretically get six picks in the fourth round because right. those are just the players you want to buy. So, um, which would still give you a good team in a snake draft if you did that. So it's kind of the same thing, but, um, so yeah, I think you can make a good team. Well, and I think, uh, um, you know, the auction, the, like the spreadsheets that we have on the site, if you look at them, Slim, we do that P, PRV, which is the posi- yep. positional ranking value. So we take what, uh, the, you know, wide receiver 10, what he should be costing right now when he's coming off the board. And right now that's 39 bucks. So if we move our way down, it's a $35 value. Um, Adam Thielen as our consensus wide receiver 13 is going for $32, but the 13th ranked receiver should be going for about $34. Oh, so, I mean, you're still really drafting high end wide receiver twos, right? So, there, you know, yeah. that's, oh, yeah. and then using the website, using the, the value indicator, which then tells you based on the positional rank and based on what their actual, 
dollar values going for mo- in in the mocks right now. They're AAV. You put those two things together, and you can find out if it's a value. So, for instance, yeah. on the website, you go there. You go to wide receiver fifteen. You got Demarius Thomas valued at twenty two dollars. He's our wide receiver fifteen consensus wise. Blister's got him all the way up at twelve, right? And um, that position should be going for thirty two dollars sold. Yeah. So you get right. So not only you're not just not thirty five dollar player. Boom! It's a twenty two dollar player in a thirty dollar spot. Or you stay on the same same part of the spreadsheet. You go Larry Fitzgerald at consensus number ten. Ten for you. Ten for Blister. Thirteen for me. Going off the board at twenty five dollars. But wide receiver ten should be going for thirty nine dollars. Yep. So again, that that's the deal. Right now it's a fourteen dollar saving discount. 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 Right. But um. It's tough to answer the question like he asks it because of those types of situations. True? Uh, yeah, totally true. I mean, but yeah, like that's why, I, you know, I think you can still build a good team because like I look at all the wide receiver twos, if we go through our rankings, um, I can probably give half the guys on that list. I think that they could finish as wide receiver ones in their range of outcomes. So mm-hmm. sure. I'm spending less than $35 on those guys, but there's a good chance that they can outproduce some of the guys that we have ranked ahead of them. And again, that's why you tier. Right. You just be buying somebody in a tier uh, that maybe is with some of these wide receiver ones. Um, you know, and that's, to me, those are players you target when you tier. Let's look at who are the cheapest guys in this tier, and those are probably the guys that you're going to want to target first off in that tier because if I'm going to save $10 on somebody who's going to produce roughly the same amount as someone else, um, then why wouldn't I take the cheaper guy? Yeah. Well, and I look at running backs here, Slim, too, if you're going to go through that same exercise we just looked at with the receivers. Yep. Um, there's a huge – just if you're not even going to do your ranking tier but just on on uh, positional yeah. values, that I mean, that break between – running back 10 and running back 11 on our list, which is Fournette versus McCaffrey. Yep. It's $40 to $29. Like we don't, the, on our list right now, there isn't even a $35 running right. back as far as positional values go. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah. So yeah, you're going to get Kristen, uh, you know, you're going to get McCaffrey for 22 bucks. Uh, yeah, sure. And then, uh, yeah, Freeman or McKinnon, you could easily put together and those are already RB ones. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone's and paying so much for these top running backs that you can easily see it because you just look for the green number along the side. The more green it is, the better the value is sold. Do you know what I mean? And that's for Christian McCaffrey right now. Consensus uh, RB eleven going for twenty two dollars. That position should be going for twenty nine dollars. Seven dollars savings sold. Then there yep. it is. It's dark green, easy to see, easy to pick out. That's it. I yeah, that's what it's there for. I mean yeah. I use it, you use it, like that's exactly what it's there for. Yeah, beauty. Okay, so um, let's see, did we answer his question? Positions, yeah, we did. Um, $30, $35 team, I think you could do all right there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's go on to qu- uh, question, Twitter question number three. This is at shenanigans1. So his question is this. Um, in standard leagues, is it easier to go cheap at wide receiver two and running back two some? I find it easier to go cheap at wide receiver, um, mainly because like I want volume and touches. I feel like when you start getting into those RB twos, uh, it's harder to get the the volume 
necessary to be like just lights out fantasy scores. Um, but we just talked about, mentioned some names at wide receiver too. Like that could be Larry Fitzgerald. That could be Demarius Thomas. Um, that could be Adam Thielen. That could be Tyreek Hill. Like there's just a, a more guys I find in that wide receiver two territory that, um, could probably give me that volume that, that I'm hopefully looking for in a lot of my starters. So I just am more comfortable, um, Going cheaper at wide receiver, I'll, if I'm going to pay up, I'll pay up for running backs that I think are safe, that are in line for a bunch of touches, and I know that there's going to be values at wide receiver, so I can just kind of sit there and wait and find those values of guys that I still think have high volume opportunity. So I've got one for you here, Slim. I'm on the clock right now in MFL 10. Yes. I'm in uh, round seven. This is 77th pick. And, um, I roster looks like this so far, just cause this is live. I just got the alert while we we're on the air. Um, running back, uh, I took Zeke, um, at five, I think it was. And then I've gone receivers cause it's best ball. So AJ Green, Doug Baldwin, I went for upside with Josh Gordon. I got Marvin Jones. I got Funches. So I've been going receiver crazy. So of course everyone's got running backs, but I feel safe that I'm going to have you know, 15 or 16 uh, RB1 weeks with Zeke, so I'm okay there, and I thought I could dabble in the RB2s after. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at ADP, Chubb is the next guy on the list, followed by Dez, which is interesting to me how he's already there with so many guys still available. Um, I'm thinking to myself to go for someone with uh, – um, with big splash playability, like, uh, Will Fuller right now is kind of, even though he's down the list a little bit, um, thoughts on still running wide receivers here. How many do you have to start every week? Well, you start, you start three and there's a flex there too, right? right. So, um, I've got, I've already got five and they're, yeah. they're solid. Yeah. So, I mean, I should be okay there. But if I look at, if the guys are running off of the, Website rank. By the way, if you haven't done MFL 10 yet this year, the new draft room and stuff is much better. Um, so some, I don't know if they're going to be moving into that regards for rookie drafts and stuff like that as far as dynasty goes, but it's a nice setup. Cool. Anyways, uh, anyways, um, so, but if I'm going to look at running backs right now, like this is why I'm sitting around waiting because it's Chubb, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, CJ Anderson, Marshawn, Crowell, Mack, uh, Riddick, White, Carrion Johnson, Geo, um, and you keep scrolling down. There's still like, uh, Ty Montgomery, um, you know, or I could just be going crazy with like the Naheem Hines and, um, yeah, another, who was another rookie there that I just saw that was still kicking around there too? Anyways, I, like you know, it was my RB uh, RB twos and threes and just doing a whole bunch of those guys. Because if I look at the um, ADP right now, because that's how it's ranked, it's going Chubb, Dez, Jimmy, and then Cooper Cup, Brady, Jordy Nelson, Will Fuller. Yeah. So I just feel like I'm not going to get any value at RB there either. But do no. I just go Tom Brady and be done with it too? Well, that's not probably a bad option actually, but kind of sucks to. Yeah. How many QBs have been taken so far? Um, well, let's see. The top ranked QB right now is Tom Brady, then Wentz, but that's the other thing. There's still, yeah. there's still Cam and Drew Brees and, yeah. 
Cousins and Garoppolo and Stafford and Rivers is still like, – I mean, everybody's still there, right? Well, so. I wouldn't do that then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you don't really need too many more receivers. I know. I don't know. Would Jimmy Graham be done with a tight end right now? But then there's still – Well, tight end's not bad either. Like, I probably – if I was you, if I knew that – oh, well. I was going to say you could have just ripped off Kelsey or something in the third or fourth yeah. and just been done with it then. And, well, and I almost but, did. I think it was at five. I almost did, but then in I the think fifth, maybe still, let me, hold on, oh. well, I can, I can pull it up somewhere, but anyways, uh, I just remember I looked at it at one point and then went, ah, I'm going to wait on it because I, or maybe it was four and I took Doug Baldwin. No, no, sorry. Uh, Josh Gordon at four in four I took because I just thought upside, upside. And then I've got, uh, you know, he has a, 40, 40 point game or something that goes, yep. that goes far, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll just take Jimmy here and we'll call it a day. There we go. Done deal. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Sorry. Sorry for the, uh, interruption there, but live, uh, thought process on that. Mm-hmm. That was good. All right. So, um, that, yeah, that was the standard leagues, the cheaper wide receiver two versus running back two. So yeah. And I agree. I think there's, it, but I mean, I don't know. What, Swimming, you probably, we've probably talked about this before too, that there's not so much of a, of a change when it comes to standard versus PPR anyways, but it, you're right. There are a few RBs that do yeah. take a hit, right? Yeah, for sure. There's, there's some running backs that'll, um, gonna see their value hurt for sure in a standard league. Um, which again is reason for me to want to spend. On running back, like, cause, you know, for, say for me, I, I like Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I wouldn't have a problem. Like, I have him as my RB11. Um, in PP, in standard, yeah, he's gonna lose a fair amount of value. So it makes it more likely that I'm gonna wanna pay up to get running backs in that format. So, I want the good ones there and I can go cheaper at receiver, but, uh, I don't know. That's yeah. just kind of how I would approach it. Yeah. I don't play standard though, but I, I don't know of a league that, uh, even Scott Fish was looking at that and has at least gone to some form of P- PPR in there too. So, um, yeah. that draft starts tomorrow, by the way. So yes, what sir. do you got for, what do you, what do you got dialed in for that for tomorrow? Where is your pick? Do you want to be honest? Yeah. Uh, I have I've haven't done anything. I've intentionally haven't done anything. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> the last couple of years I've like read and chatted all these notes and I'm not even doing it. My team was absolute garbage last year. Um because I took JGI in the first round. So I actually I can't even remember when I pick. I think it's either one oh six or one oh seven. Uh I was just gonna get up in the morning and then log in. Um but I'm probably going to go running back. I'm just praying one of the somehow somebody takes Odell or something and or Antonio or a quarterback maybe in one of these first five picks and maybe I can sneak David Johnson in there or something like that. But other than that, Kamara, who else? Maybe Hunt, something like that. We'll see. Yep. Um, okay, so no, I was just saying, like, when do you start, uh, um, my question for you was, when do you start looking at 
nuke or AB or something in that Scott Fish Bowl? Like what? Who's got to be off the board? And you go, ah, I got to go receiver. Um, I guess probably maybe after like Fournette is gone. Okay. Or Melvin so, Gordon. So, so basically kind of like the top whole ten first round, yeah. are gone. Okay. And even then, like I know last year, I went, I went running back, and then I went quarterback, quarterback, and I took Russell Wilson and Cam Newton, and they both were really good for me. They in that setting. Yeah. Russell Wilson was one of the highest scoring guys in that whole league, so I might end up doing something very similar to that again. Just go running back, then we'll see how it kind of plays out. Um, I think I picked from roughly the same spot last year too. I think I was 107. I think something like that. So I could very well be in roughly the same spot. So yeah, I might end up running the top of the draft the same. And then, uh, again, I'm just going to go by feel and just start after probably about the third round. Once I get my quarterbacks fourth, then I'll start just kind of going for, for value. Okay. All right, well, I just, uh, I know that's coming up tomorrow and it's snake and it's different scoring systems and it makes things a little bit different, but I think I'm drafting out of five. So yeah, I'm hoping too yeah, yeah. that maybe a quarterback, I doubt a quarterback will go early. Maybe Dave Richards will take a quarterback early. Well, maybe. I think last year someone took Aaron Rodgers in right the first, the hop, like, yeah. it was quick. Yeah. So you never well, know. We'll have to see. Actually, it's been a already the my draft league is pretty good, pretty active on on Twitter. Um, it's got me started. I only have watched a few episodes of Kenny Powers. That's the division I'm in. So now I'm starting yeah. to watch it. So yeah. before bed, I'm like, man, oh, man, it's awesome. It's a good it's show. Awesome. What a great name and what great gifts oh. for a draft. Hell yeah, coming out of uh, Kenny Powers. Anyways, and what division are you in? Someone I never even heard of. I can't even remember the show that it's from. No, I'm serious. Like it's. <laughs> like, uh, I hold on here. I'm gonna go find it. Literally, it's from a show, um, that I had never watched in my life. I'm in the 2000s division. Um, okay. That should, should be kind of in your wheelhouse, shouldn't it? Yeah, Eleanor Shellstrop. <laughs> Kristen Bell's the character. Uh, okay. I, don't, I don't even know what show that's from. I literally, I, and I actually, really? I Googled her, this character, and when I first, like, got the invite just to check, yeah. and I still can't even remember what it was now. So, um, let's move on, Slim, to question, I guess number four on We Just Got a Letter. This is from at Koopaloop5. Now, five? I, Went into that last time about like, anyways. Okay, so here's the question: zero RB targets and best. Uh, is the first part of the question. Let's just stop there. It's a .5 PPR. Yeah. Um. All right. So I just kind of went through my list of guys that I have under fifteen dollars, and I don't know. I guess we'll just rattle them off. We can talk sure. about them if you want. So for me, some names that I look at in this price range: uh, Dion Lewis, Royce Freeman, Tevin Coleman. Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead, Marshawn Lynch, Aaron Jones, Karrion Johnson, James White, Ty Montgomery, Peyton Barber, and Jordan Wilkins. That's kind of my list right now go. Yeah, for those under, guys. Under, uh, under 15, right? 
Yeah, I kind of went with under 15 for all this. Right. And, and in that, in that ballpark too, I like, uh, um, I like Geist too. I don't know if he's going to go over, but I just, yeah. the running backs in our stupid division this year are going to be crazy good. Yeah. He's going to, I have a feeling, like I think right now he's like at 20 bucks. He's probably going to stay up there. Well, we've got him. Sean Penny's up in that same kind of ballpark as Geist we've, right now. We've got him as, uh, RB24 at $15, but the RB24 goes at for 12, so he's actually overvalued right now. But okay, as it as it looks right as it looks right now. But you're right. I think I like the idea. If you're gonna go zero RB, I like just like load up on the rookies. Someone's gonna hit somewhere, and you're gonna be you're gonna be laughing. Yeah, no, there's a good chance. I mean, that one or two of those guys become pretty reliable fantasy weapons. And and, an, and another guy that everyone um. Like a lot of the podcasts are talking about right now too is uh, Gio Bernard. Yeah, and you can get him for a buck or two. That's true. At some point, right? And I mean, maybe Mixon isn't all that we thought he was last year, and so maybe there's a guy, you know, um, yeah, carry on Johnson down in there. I mean, you can let the crow run. So yeah, you know, and. But in the in the half point PPR too, I guess it's the same as regular PPR because you could even do a Naheem Hines or somebody that's way down, you know, as the last guy take a flyer and something sticks there too. Oh, totally. Yeah, there's yeah. There's I lots mean, of guys. There's <laughs> lots of RBs that can get you points. There is. I mean, whether they all get points or not, yeah, probably not. But um, that's the thing, right? Hopefully, right. you get a f- two or three of them at least, and you'll be okay. I like the idea. You mentioned Burkhead. I think he's a good name in there. I think yeah. uh, everyone's going to go crazy for Sony Michelle, but I think exactly Burkhead is, he's the man. He's versatile. He's money. And, yeah. And I, I mean, like I said before, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him um, as a slot back for the first four weeks. Yeah. He just does everything. Yeah. To me, he's the guy that Bill Belichick like would want to use. Cause he can do everything. Um, not to say Michelle can't, but like he's a rookie. If you know, he's had fumble problems. What if he fumbles early? Like Belichick's, he's not running them anymore. Yeah. I don't exactly. know. I just think it's going to be hard for Burkhead to not get touches. Yeah. Uh, you know, he might not get 20, but if he gets 12, 15, like he's probably going to do all right. And, is is he the goal line guy too? If he is, then huge value on that. Exactly. Time, right? Yeah. For sure. So I, anybody I else? Like wait too, because there's going to be the odd game here and there where they're going to have to throw the ball a bunch, and that'll be his time to step on the field, and um, he'll have a big game then. Yeah, and you can look at guys too. I think Slim that. Um, are like a, an injury away from being the workhorse back too and guys who are coming off injuries. So even like, uh, Lat mm-hmm. Murray, for instance, um, yeah. he's still going to probably get some goal line work. And I think that's going to be a value there. I don't think they're just going to say, okay, uh, Dalvin Cook, you're getting 350 carries this year, especially in the goal yeah. line short yardage. Yeah, I agree. I think he is a good guy that you can take at the very end of your draft. Um, that definitely has some, some upside. 
Yeah, and then I think along the same lines of like a Tevin Coleman, let's say. So then, you know, if anything was to happen to Freeman, not that he goes down or he's known to be injury prone, and I don't draft that way anyways, but I think he could just carry the workload and just be the the workhorse at that note too. Even a Spencer Ware really late. Yeah. I, know Kareem, I know Kareem Hunt saw whatever, but I still think that uh, the mustache likes Spencer Ware. Yeah, I think too. Andy Reid will want to use him just to give Hunt uh, a break. Like he's not going to want. Like I just don't think Andy Reid's ever been that kind of coach that just throws a guy out there for you know ninety percent of the touches. Like he's he's going to sprinkle some other things in there. So yeah. Okay. All right. So those are some guys. So the next part of the question, Slim, has to do with the tight end position. What are some of the best values in the point five PPR? Again, probably doesn't change a lot as far as PPR goes, but what are some good values at tight end? Well, just to go right to our rankings and use the the value indicator uh, <laughs> right. metric, but like Jack Doyle for me, he's the biggest value on our list. Uh, sorry, second biggest value. I guess yeah. Tony Walker technically is, but I like Doyle. Right now he's going for $3, and I don't know if it's because of uh, Ebron. People are worried about him. Um, but, like, last year Doyle was the tight end 6. The year before that he was the tight end 12, I believe. Um, so, like, if Andrew Luck comes back, which signs are pointing towards yeah. that happening, yeah. I mean – He's at least throwing a little bit and, th- and whatnot. I don't get why he's going to rush at this point. There's no reason for him to be out there, like, whipping the ball around right now anyway. So, um, but yeah, for $3, if I can get a guy who's going to finish, projects to probably finish as uh, a tight end one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to jump all over that. Like, uh, he's my tight end eight. Uh so yeah, I, I like it. Um, if you're one of the guys that maybe wanted to spend a little bit more at tight end instead of going for a really cheap guy, I think uh, Greg Olson is yeah, so. is a value. I mean, you still got to you still got to pay a little bit to get him. He's going for fifteen dollars, um, but I just think there's a good chance that he's going to get uh, a lot of volume. Um, in that offense coming back from injury. And then Delaney Walker, we mentioned, he's going for $9 right now. Uh, I think he's quite undervalued. I'm assuming it's probably because of his age. Um, maybe people are worried actually about Jonu Smith. I like Jonu Smith, but I don't think he's going to do that much this year. Um, so yeah, I got Delaney Walker as my tight end six. So, um, I think I he's think- a pretty safe guy to buy it at a $9 price tag. I think that uh, uh, Cameron Brait, a guy for a dollar kicking around there. I'm interested in Luke Wilson, too, in Detroit. I know they've never necessarily used yeah. a lot of Eric Ebron, but the um, just the athletic profile of Luke Wilson gives you a little bit to to think about there, yeah. to take a shot at. For the problem dollar. with Luke Wilson yeah, is he's at get four bucks. Yeah, right now. Like, I don't. That's that's crazy. Uh, I don't understand why everybody is buying at that. Like I I like Luke Wilson too. I probably will never spend four dollars no, on. No. But 
yeah, you're right. If you can get them for buck, Ricky Seals Jones, the guy I don't mind for a dollar, Vance McDonald. Um, there's actually quite a few cheap guys. That's, that's the issue too, right? Like, yeah, there's just so many, not that they're great. It's just that there's a lot of shit. Yeah. And, uh, and how so, do you separate it? Like what type yeah. of, uh, what type of, uh, colander or sieve are you using to try to, well, know. it depends what they ate the day before. <laughs> There's whole grain breads. Yes, yes. I'm thinking more, I'm also thinking maybe like the kitty litter scoop. You know what I mean? Like you're just shaking it out. You're seeing what turds are going to be left, uh, left over. And that's, uh, sorry. Like I was gone for the week and I had to come home and do that too graphic. I, I digress. That's pet. <laughs> I was doing that with kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But the, um, just again, You've brought him up on the premium podcast as well, player profiler. And just looking at that profile of Luke Wilson, if you could get him for a dollar, I mean, holy crap. And if you just look at those numbers. Yeah. It's pretty staggering, really, right? Yeah. I know he's athletic. I've never actually pulled him up on that site, but, um, I'm well, sure here, I'll, t- I'll tell you, he ran a four, five, six at six, five, two, fifty one. Yeah, which is pretty ninety fourth percentile. His uh, speed score, um, which is uh, um, forty times, and it's speed adjust. It's um, height and weight adjusted. He's at ninety fourth percentile. His burst score, which has to do with vertical and broad jump, he's at the ninety first percentile. Yeah. Um, his agility score is at seventy four, and then his catch rate is at ninety two. So. I mean, he's a specimen. A specimen. His spark score is one twenty-seven point seven to make him ninety-seventh uh, percentile in spark. So, but the thing is, we've barely seen him catch a football before. Well, that's it. So, I think Ricky Seals Jones has tests in that not in that quite that high, but like I think he's in that same kind of ballpark of this really athletic tight end. Um, so yeah, well, now, kind now of fits I'm, that mold. I'm curious, so I'm gonna call him up as you as you said that. But yeah, well, low comparatively. I mean, seventy. Uh, he ran a four six nine forty seventy um, second percentile, and then but his uh, this has got to be wrong. His catch radius is seventeenth. He's the same height. You talking hmm. about Willis? 20, he's only 25th percentile in Spark X. Hmm, okay. Anyways, that's according to player profile. Well, and that could have been too. At 6'5", 243. Big dude. Big boy. Big yes. dude, man. Anyways, okay. So those are some ideas. Again, best values at RB, that's, or sorry, at tight end, that's the problem is that there's 17 of them. That could wow. finish this tight end one. Yes. So that's tough. Tough. So again, going to the website, checking out the value indicator, bright green, Delaney Walker's at uh, $6 savings, uh, Jack Doyle, $5 savings, um, as far as positional ranking and actual value. So last question here is slim on we just got a letter is from, um, at Canadian Vike fan. He says, he asked this, when is the right time of year to do an auction? That's the first one. That's the first part of the question. Yes. Is it closest to the regular season as possible? Is that when it's the best? Um, I don't know if there honestly is a best time. I guess it's 
whenever everybody can get together. Yeah. I guess to be safe, it is the close to the regular season, but I actually don't mind doing them anytime. Like to, if you've, if you've done your homework, to be honest, the best time is then probably, uh, as far away from the regular yeah. season. If you really want to take advantage of all the, the information that you've gathered, um, cause that's going to give you a leg up on everybody else. Um, well, that's going to be my answer. Was going to be it depends who you're drafting with. Yeah, you're dra- if the, everybody else's first time auctioning, do it early. Do it right now. Do it before camp starts because you know your stuff. They don't take advantage right. of your commissioning, right? That's right. Because um, yeah, I mean, the longer you give everybody to do any kind of research, the obviously the more knowledge they're going to have a chance to grab too. So yeah. um, there's definitely that old adage of. Uh, if you want to try and hold the league, you do it as early as you can <laughs> yeah. and take advantage of their yeah. inability. But, um, but yeah, I mean, typically most drafts go as close to the regular season as possible. Right. But I think the right answer, Slim, and you started on it at the beginning of the question here is when everyone can get together. Um, and that just makes me think is when everyone live can get together, because if you're going to do an auction, doing it live is the best. So if that is in May, then do it in May if that's when everyone can get together. So I think that's the best time because the live auction is the best auction. True. There's no doubt in my mind. So, yeah, I agree with that 100%. And this reminded me of then, because it's the whole reason why we play, right, because it's fun and we get together with buddies. That's, I mean, the, at the bottom line, it's the home league that keeps you playing and everything else is peripheral. But – I thought about the movie Tag. Did you watch it, Slim? No. Okay, so you know the premise though, right? Yes. Okay, dudes that have been playing a game uh, for years and years and years, and it's not about the game, it's about staying together. Mm-hmm. Ta-da. So, yeah. right, it's fantasy football. I looked over at, uh, well, um, we were there with another couple, and, uh, well, the guy, the the other husband... I can see him and his buddies being these guys playing tag, but she lo- she looks at me and just shakes her head like, really? That's such a cheesy line. And I looked at her and I said, that's why we play fantasy football. Then you can see the light bulb go off. Oh, I get it. Right? Yep. Which is why I take one of my home leagues and make it into a dynasty even better, right? Because it's all year long. That's right. So, anywho, that's not a dynasty pod, so let's stop at that. <laughs> All right, well, Slim, honestly, that puts us uh, pushing the hour mark here. Um, what are you doing right now as far as prep goes for any auctions, commissioning, uh, drafting, any prep um, work you're doing right now? Nothing really, uh, just mocking and then tweaking tiers and rankings a little bit. And um, <laughs> me personally, I'm trying to tweak all the auction values as much as I can, so uh yeah, it's just again gathering more info for you guys, but for myself, so that you can have some accurate right. uh, information. Hopefully, when you guys start your drafts. So, on that note, just a reminder: if you're doing a mock or if you're doing an actual draft, forward the results to us so we can use the data combined with everybody else's that are sent in, so that we have the most au- accurate auction values. Forward that email to us. Um, the email address is auctionmockdraft at gmail.com. In the subject, put something about the league so we know a little bit about the scoring or the roster sizes, that type of thing. 
When you do that, we'll uh, enter, you, enter your name in for draw for a free membership. Uh, we'll do that weekly. So as, as we're potting, we'll let you know who the winner is each week. Uh, the more results you send in, the more entries we're going to give you. So it's that uh, um, little ping pong ball in the bingo roller. The more, more numbers you have in, the be- better your odds are. That's right. So uh, that'll help us out and it'll help you out at the end of the day, right? Because uh, more data is good data. So anyways, um, that puts us about the hour mark slim. So if there's nothing else right now, all I'm doing for prep is really like, I just love to listen to pods this time of year and yeah. just getting everybody's take on this and on that. And um, it really is an easy way to do, to do research because there's so such a diverse um, group of people out there. Right. And so I, I kind of, I'm kind of trying to make sure I'm shifting my brain right now out of dynasty and into redraft. It's uh it's hard, but um, those mindsets, uh, have to change over the summer. So I like to use the pods for that because then I start, the more I hear it, the more I remember, yeah, redraft, redraft, redraft. So that's kind of my prep right now. And uh, as far as podcasts go next week, our hopes uh, are that we're going to have Yahoo's latest member of the fantasy team on the podcast. We've been talking to Matt Harmon. We're trying to set that up for next weekend. It sounds like it could be a go just confirming with him since I'm an email tonight just to see if that is uh, um, if next weekend's going to work out for him. So check out next weekend. Hopefully we'll have Matt Harmon of the reception perception and of now Yahoo fantasy football on the pod next week as slim will be away. Booster will be away. So I'll just get to pick his brain. So if you have any questions that you'd like to ask of Matt Harmon of uh, receivers, but in particular receivers and auctions, Feel free to hit us up on Twitter at Fantasy Auction. Send us an email. It's footballauctioneer at gmail.com. And then, again, just a reminder, send your mock draft or real draft data to auctionmockdraft at gmail.com. That about wraps it up, Slim. Beauty. All right. I need some sleep. Um, so Blister will be happy. You'll get some sleep. So uh, – some, I don't know, I'll see you when I see it. I'm hoping to golf this week. That's the plan anyways. After I get the honeydew list done while my wife's out of town, she's got a list for me eight miles long on the fridge. So Dude. if I can get that done, maybe I'll golf on Wednesday. Um, and Blister, we'll see you soon. I'm yelling at him on the east, on the west coast. And uh, for everybody else, I'll see you when it's springtime in the Rockies.